Hello, everybody. Glad you can join us today. I hope you're having a great time. Today, I'd like to speak to you about having your soul restored and the importance of having our souls restored. It says in Psalm 23, written by King David, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters and he restores my soul. To have your soul restored is to have the inner you replenished, renewed, repaired, restored. It's a little bit like a painting that was made by a master craftsman that through the course of time has lost its luster, but the craftsman of restoration restores it back to its original beautiful brilliance. And here we have it. Every one of us needs to have our soul restored from time to time because we get depleted by the challenges and the struggles and the knocks and the strifes of life. Life sometimes can be uphill and the disappointments and the difficulties deplete something from us. They take a withdrawal out of us emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritual. And sometimes if we don't have those withdrawals replenished, we end up depleted and bankrupt. And we all need to have our souls restored. King David, who wrote this psalm, was a person who had a deep, committed relationship with God, a wonderful intimacy with him. He was a prophet. He was a king. He was such a man of God and a person of faith and integrity that God entrusted the whole of the Israelite kingdom to his rulership. So King David wasn't a lightweight in any shape or form. But he said, the Lord restores my soul. And I like to say that David needed to have his soul restored a lot because he went through a lot of struggles, a lot of strifes. He had a lot of challenges, a lot of enemy. He knew despair from time to time. And so he knew and needed to have his soul restored. And that's what kept him together as a human being, so to speak, that he could do the things that he wanted, was called to do and fulfill all the purposes that God had for him. So this psalm, written by King David, talks about the restored soul. And we see two key components here that we're do well for us to remind ourselves on, that firstly, it's God who restores our soul. The Lord is my shepherd, he restores my soul. You can't restore your soul, but God created you and he loved you. And the word salvation means to restore as well as to rescue and to forgive. Yes, through our faith in Christ, through turning to him and giving our lives to him, we do get forgiveness. We are rescued so that we can be assured of going to heaven when we die. God becomes our friend and we have a relationship with him and he becomes our helper. But the word salvation also means restorer. And God, who is our saviour, is your restorer. And he can and he wants to restore your soul as often as you need it. And the second thing we learn from this psalm is that it says, he leads me to still waters and he makes me lie down and gives me rest. And in that place of rest, we find that God uses it to restore our souls. Have you ever wondered why right at the beginning of the Bible, God instituted a Sabbath, a day of rest once a week? and why he commanded the Israelite people to hold that Sabbath. Well, Jesus said this, man isn't for the Sabbath, but Sabbath is for man. In other words, Sabbath is for our benefit, just like God has given us food to eat for our benefit. 
Sabbath is for our well-being and for our health. It's for the health of our souls. That we take a time out to take a break from the everyday stuff of life. And when Jesus walked around on the Sabbath day, it's not like he didn't do anything. He healed the sick, he fed and he taught. It's not that he didn't do anything, but actually he didn't, he honoured the Sabbath. So it was a day of difference for him. It was a day of taking a break from the everyday routine. And so for you and I, to stop and take a break from the everyday can do us the world of good. And as we're living in a time of COVID, with national lockdown, with a fire break that we've had, and just coming out of lockdown for months and months and months, in a way, this is a break from the everyday routine. And it's our opportunity to allow God to do a Sabbath work in our lives because we are stopping and we can take the opportunity to draw close to God and find a stillness in his presence that restores our soul. And I want to encourage you to allow this season to be a season where you take time to be in his presence. Stop. Be still. Drink in his presence, the still waters of his presence, and feed on the rich pastures of his word. And it will do you good. And you will find as you take time to rest in the presence of God, as you allow God to lay you down in rest in his presence, you will find that he'll restore your soul. When I was in my late 20s, in my first pastorate, uh, I was in a very challenging, difficult church. And there were many, many challenges. And I was a young minister, young in leadership, young in the ministry. And over many, many months, the challenges of the church began to take its toll. And I found myself absolutely exhausted, physically exhausted, not just emotionally exhausted. After I would preach on a Sunday morning, I would get in the car and I would find that I would have to wait maybe 15 minutes just to get enough energy to actually get home. I don't, didn't really understand what was going on. But what was happening, the challenges of this particular season in, my, in their life were beginning to take their toll on me. And then I came across this book which talked about being still in the presence of God. And as I read it, I thought, this is what I need. So I remember going to the church building. It was an old church building. And I went up into an, a, a, a dusty attic room that was totally bare, apart from an old school chair. And I sat there in the presence of God, being mindful of, that he was with me, being mindful that he loved me, being mindful that he was for me, not actually praying as such, but just being still, and resting in his presence, focusing upon Jesus and waiting. At first, I found it quite difficult because I find my mind was being distracted by so many things and so many thoughts. I realized there was so much tension in my body and I had to learn to relax my body and chill a bit. But as I stuck it out and allowed myself to be still in his presence, a strange thing happened. Peace 
began to rise within me, almost like a bath being filled up slowly, 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 slowly. I found from within me a stillness and a peace began to emerge. And after some time, and I can't remember how long it was, but after some time, when I finished and I had to get on with stuff I needed to do, I found myself in a totally different place and my soul had been restored. And I knew my soul had been restored because actually I got into the car and I was driving along the car and this man drove into the back of me. And normally, if somebody crashes into the back of you, it can be quite alarming and distressing and you can feel quite shaken up. But to my surprise, I just seemed and felt so unruffled and calm about it. It was so noticeable to me that I just had a prang in the car. And it didn't affect me emotionally at all. Such was the power of God's peace, restoring one's soul in the place of stillness. I remember when we first pioneered Cornerstone Church, it was quite a challenge at the beginning. Uh, just a few of us, about seven of us started the church. Finances were very, very limited. I had a small family at the time. Our house where we were living had been burgled many, many times. My car and Sarah's car had been burgled and broken into on numerous occasions. The challenge of pioneering the church in a very difficult area was weighing on me heavily and it was many, many years of struggle. And I remember after we'd seen our first building and scrabbled enough money to pay for it and raise funds and pray and took a big risk of buying this building and then believing for it to be refurbished and after many, many years getting in there and launching the new building and the projects that we were going to do in the community. After a lot of struggle, I went home after the opening day, sat on the settee in our living room, and I remember saying to myself, feeling absolutely exhausted, I never want to do that again. Because it was just so challenging and depleting. And yet, I found that God after a period of time, totally restored my soul. So I was up for another challenge. Uh, venue two, which wasn't just a former sorting office of a post office, but a supermarket. But how did God restore my soul? Well, this is how it happened. I would regularly go and grab a cup of coffee, a takeaway, go to the woods or Belinda West Bar, step into that quiet, lonely place, with coffee in hand and say, here I am, Lord. I'm with you again. Help me to pour out my soul to you. And I would deliberately and intentionally take a walk in the stillness with a cup of coffee and God and tell the Lord everything, everything I was struggling about, every anxiety, every concern, every challenge, not just say, oh, you know that thing that happened. Every disappointment, every hurt, every letdown. I didn't just say, oh, you know about it, but I would tell him about it in detail, what I thought about it, 
and how it made me feel. And I wouldn't ask God to change the situation, but I asked God to help me in it and through it. And as I did this regularly, pouring out my soul in a quiet place, I found during the course of time, it was like splinters being taken out of my heart. Those little splinters that niggle. Yes, you can go around catching yourself with a splinter for sometimes days or a week or two and don't even realise that there's a, a splinter there that is actually causing some irritation, that it's causing a callus, a hardness, something not quite right on your finger. And after a while you realize, oh, I've got a splinter, I need to get that out. I found that as I poured out my soul to the Lord, it was like allowing him to take the little splinters out of my heart that distracted, irritated, depleted and hurt. And there, in that place, my soul was restored. And these, in these times of uncertainty with COVID, I want you to know that the Lord is your shepherd and he wants to restore your soul. And I want to encourage you to set these times apart for stillness, stopping and being in the presence of God. I want to encourage you in these times where the normal routines and the things that we have done and want to do but can't do actually are a blessing in disguise. Allow yourself to find a still place and wait in God's presence. Feed on his word by reading it slowly and talking to God about what you read and what stands out and what strikes you and what speaks to you through that passage of scripture. Tell him what you're thinking and feeling, struggling, hoping for, disappointed about, hurted about, concerned about in detail. Pour out your soul. Tell him how you feel and how stuff is affecting you, shaping you, molding you. Let him replenish you, renew you, and ready you for the days ahead. Make time for this, because it won't happen automatically, and it won't happen by accident. But allow the Lord to be your shepherd. Allow him to lead you into green pastures, by still waters, into a place of rest. Allow Jesus, who loves you, to replenish you, to complete you, to restore you, to renew you, to create you and recreate you, to make you whole. Allow the Lord your shepherd to restore your soul. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you that you love us deeply. You haven't saved us just for heaven, but you're restoring us and renewing us here in life on earth. And I pray in these strange times when we are made to stop, invited to have a Sabbath, a stopping of a different kind, that you will help us to draw into your presence more intentionally in these times, 
and allow you to do a Sabbath work of restoration in our hearts that we may come through this season healthy and whole, knowing intimacy with you and knowing that you've done a good work in our hearts and souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. God bless you and have a great day.